All right. Um, <laughs> I'm still like we barely finished with with group A and headed into this one. I got to get my head back on because <laughs> we went in so many different directions. I'm still reeling from it. Um, so restoration proclamation. If we um, if you're using my compilation, it's on page 118 and it's verses 38 through 46. So there's nine different paragraphs um, of the, the proclamation there. Um, but yeah, diving in. So I, I found it interesting uh, to kind of compare these to the, the articles of faith, right? Where it's, we believe, we believe. Um, here, almost every verse or, or paragraph starts with, with a, a we declaration of some sort. So um, there's nine of them. Uh, in verse 38, we solemnly proclaim. In 40, uh, we declare. 41, we affirm. 42, we witness. 43, we declare. 45, we declare. And then 46 is a powerhouse. It has three of them. We um, where it is. Oh, we invite, we affirm, and we testify. So I found those kind of interesting uh, as as we statements um, in uh, in this proclamation, um, and and how they're kind of similar and how they're different in in the different cases there. But anyway, just kind of throwing it out to, to you guys. What did you guys uh, learn and uh, grow with as as you reviewed the restoration proclamation this this go around? It's a it's a short one, but it it's it's so powerful and and so pertinent to our day. I mean, there was a lot in there, but I think the whole proclamate the proclamation as a whole. I, I just kept thinking about the the family proclamation and how it was given, and then many, you know, a lot of people were like, "Yeah, right," you know, we know this, and then many years later, it's almost controversial, you know, and yeah. wondering if this will be the same way, you know, that in the near future all of this will be challenged even as members of the church. So I just kept having that feeling the whole time thinking, yeah, we know all this, but do we really believe all this? You know, we really need to gain a testimony of it. And mm -hmm. so that's, that's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. Isn't that interesting how, how some of the proclamations have that, that power, right? It's like a, huh. Well, duh, but <laughs> how uh, prophetic they are looking towards the future as, as we'll need those. They give us ample time to get them memorized, written upon our hearts, or at least practice with them uh, before we get thrown into the deep end. Yeah. Well, I think that so much of what is in this proclamation is already under fire by the world. So much of it, you know, um, the Book of Mormon and its authenticity that's been under fire for a long time. The first vision has been under fire for a long time, right? But, you know, the very first paragraph is all about Christ and, mm -hmm. you know, his divine nature and divine purpose. And that is becoming increasingly under fire by people in the world. Um, and more and more people are starting to go, well, you know, yeah. He was a good man, but you know he wasn't. He wasn't deity, right? He wasn't God, and and there are a lot more people who are saying that, or 
you know, they'll say, well, yeah, he was the best man that ever lived on the earth kind of thing. Um, and, 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 and all of those kind of things the, the priesthood and the priesthood keys that are in verse 41, um, you know, and, and the idea of eternal relationships and things, I think that's still new to some people, but I think that that's gonna, that's gonna come under fire even more, but I'm seeing groups inside the church starting to attack all of these things yeah. as much as the ones outside. And isn't that the, the sad reality of it, of like, oh my word, we're, we're starting to see this great winnowing process and, and stuff, even amongst faithful members, family, community, and, and it likewise, like, oh man. And that's what was one of the great points of the, the youth devotional tonight, or uh, singlet, or not singlet, it's young adult. adult. <laughs> we, we know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of like, um, when you have questions, which he hopes we do, like resolve them, get them um, studied out and, and everything so that you can be strong when, when things are, are challenged. But it, it happens. Uh, Satan preys upon those, those weak and uh, fearful and unresolved questions and doubts in our hearts. Well, I like tonight when he was talking about how um you know the identities that you that are most important right so many members especially here in utah so many of these young people are identifying as i'm this or i'm that or i'm this letter in the alphabet or i'm this or i'm that and and, you know these are my pronouns and these are my whatever's and all of that stuff and and they're putting all of that above their identity as a child of god Mm -hmm. i'm a cat I'm a cat. I'm a cat. Hear me roar. No. But yeah. They're they're identifying as cats or dogs in a school in Clearfield High School. They have litter boxes in the restrooms. Oh my God. You know, that is taking furries to the, that is taking furries to way too literal of a level. Yeah. Bizarre. Uh, we have so many different things. Off the charts, bizarre. <laughs> it is. It is. Well, you know, we were just we were just talking about something yesterday about natural law, right? Natural mm-hmm. law is it's the laws that that um, govern everything, and and you can say you don't like it, but you know, if you jump off a you know step off a roof, you're still going to fall to the ground, right? You, you still are bound by the natural law of gravity, and and so many in the world today are trying to say they don't have to be bound by natural law of genetics and of you know science and and it just blows my mind the science people the doctors and scientists who are trying to now circumvent natural law it just it, it's it's just mind-boggling mm-hmm. um you know, but j- just like in all of those things, I-, I just, I see that this is going to be something, I think this is something that's going to be very important, especially in the tribulations. Mm-hmm. And if people are really looking for answers, we will have already come up with this proclamation, right? Here's the truth. Here is Christ's church restored. And I think it also is going to be important to know when the Antichrist shows up, because the Antichrist is going to show up and he's going to say, hey, 
you know, I don't know about this Christ guy, but, you know, look at all this power that I have and you need to follow me and you need to do all this and, and you don't need to worry about that. And I think he is going to counteract each one of these things. And this is getting a jump on that. Mm -hmm. So that hopefully the members of the church will not be deceived. Yeah. And like how many times President Nelson or other apostles have, have said that in the future, it won't be popular to, to be a Christian mm -hmm. or to, to believe the things that that we do and and most especially not to be a latter-day saint yeah <laughs> i mean right. can you imagine when the the time that we have to like actually kind of be almost hidden because for fear of of persecution death or you know a myriad of different uh hostilities but uh, you know that's that's what the antichrist brings and he brings it upon the the chosen people right i mean the the true <laughs> believers in christ the, the thumb is going to kind of come down and it's well i think it's already kind of beginning i mean mm -hmm. I, so have, I have children that will not talk to me because of what i believe and really? they are so deeply invested in this worldly ideology and i will not buy into it and they i'm shunned by several of my children because of that mm -hmm. so it's already happening crazy yeah and how you were talking about like your daughter going to byu right in the fall whatever and you're just like listen yeah. <laughs> there's some some stuff going down there yeah there's a lot of stuff going on at byu i don't know that i would send a kid there now i know i know that's you know and i didn't i wanted to let her make her own choice and i do believe that there are some it's still a good place to go but you just have to be aware just, yeah have I mean, to be it, awake and discern and right a lot just of like you would just like you would a school out in the you know anywhere else in any california or anywhere else you know you'd have to be very aware of what's going on and so i i i think that byu is no different you just it's there you just have to be aware of it and be able to see through that the, the so, problem is, is that in the other schools, you expect it, you know, it's yeah. going to be there, you're on guard. At BYU, BYU is supposed to be teaching you the principles and, and gospel related things. And it's supposed to be um, a, a safe place for the gospel that you will be taught things that are in harmony with your religion. And, yeah. and then they're taught things and they go, oh, well, I'd never heard that, or I'd ever, you know, I wasn't ever taught it that way. And they, they assimilate it going, well, this is taught by somebody. They've got a temple recommend. They must be teaching me the truth. And by the time somebody else tries to tell them it's not, they'll sit and argue because, you know, you don't have the degrees. You don't, you don't teach for BYU. You don't know anything. Um, you know, yeah, unfortunately. This is, yeah, this is exactly what I'm trying to explain to my daughters so mm -hmm. and and we talk about it quite often actually <laughs> i think so i just don't want this her major. thing to happen to her yeah what's her major she's not sure yet probably something in the health field which you know hopefully that i don't know we'll see she's just going to work on general eds for the time being so mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what 
She said, "Good luck." Good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting time. But like looking at, at verse forty-six, I, I find that one of the most reassuring things as as they conclude the the proclamation. Right, that we invite. I mean, let me just read the whole thing. So with reverence and gratitude, I think that that's an important precursor too. We as his apostles invite all, you know, this is, this is not just for church members. It's not just for awake individuals that we invite all to know as we do that the heavens are open, you know, and then it, it has a period there, you know, there, there's other statements, but as we do that, the heavens are open. That, that's a powerful invitation. And then we affirm that God is making known his will for his beloved sons and daughters, uh, kind of referring back to his devotional tonight, that label, right? The sons and daughters. And we testify that those who are, um, those who prayerfully study the message of the restoration and act in faith will be blessed to gain their own witness of its divinity and of its purpose to prepare the world for the promised second coming of our Lord and savior, Jesus Christ. Like that, that's one powerful verse. If, if you didn't memorize anything else, that's the one that I'm going to try to commit to memory this week, because that, that carries some powerful significance, powerful blessings. So with, with all of those, you know, we declare, we affirm, you know, many people can, can say those, but 42, I found very interesting that we witness, because witnessing is a little bit different than just declaring something, Right. Like, how many witnesses do we have of that specific thing, of the, the Book of Mormon translation, etc.? cetera? Um, we have, you know, the, the three witnesses and the eight witnesses that are uh, listed there in, in the title pages. But um, our, our 15 brethren here, we further witness of, of these things. Uh, I find that just an interesting parallel as we, we go through this. There's lots of de uh, declaring affirming and testifying, um, but it's kind of a crescendo right in the middle there that they witness of, of that Book of Mormon and, and translation process there. So you take that, and to be a witness, what do you have to have done? You have to have seen that, right? Mm -hmm. to, to declare that you're a witness. So they've, they've seen that in vision. Mm -hmm. and are wit witnessing to it and then over here in the last in 46 it says um and bless us that to gain our own witness of its identity mm -hmm. you know so they're telling us we can be a witness of this as well you know the heavens are open they might as well be saying they're in the those apostles that are witnessing this are saying you too can part the veil and see Jesus Christ. You know, and these things you can be a witness of these same things. Mm -hmm. And wasn't it interesting as I think it was January, maybe even December, uh, prior to, to this April 2020 conference, right? Uh, it was when we were getting ready to study the Book of Mormon for Come, Follow Me and the whole Hear Him initiative. And, um, you know, like uh, he invited us to become witnesses of the restoration of the, uh, 
having that that same thing. I know many on on some of the the Facebook groups I was on were saying that they had powerful experiences um, in this April 2020. I think it was Masa, even though I'm not super fan of Masa. But uh, anyway, you know, powerful witnesses of the restoration, um, being able to to see it in vision and and stuff like. I think the prophet is is saying it as boldly as he can um, here in, in that verse 46 there, uh, the power of, of becoming a witness. It's so fun. <laughs> the restoration is, is a crazy time to be alive, isn't it? <laughs> It's an interesting time to be alive. It's so much fun to study and to learn. I just, you know, and I've been thinking about this too. The gospel is so exciting and there's just always something to learn. And, you know, for those who are complacent about it, it, it just boggles my mind because it's just, it's so exciting. Mm -hmm. I mean, Every time you read something new, it's, you know, you look at it and read a footnote or something. It's just, it's just amazing to me. Mm -hmm. yeah. It is a great time to be here. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yeah. Being foreordained for this time, being chosen, called up. It's fun. So I want to pick your guys' brains on um, verse 41. So it's the one, two, three, fourth paragraph in it. Um, he lists five people, but there's some that are, are very crucial that are omitted, right? So there's John the Baptist, Peter, James, and John. And then uh, he kind of lumps everybody in as, as others. Ex uh, but, you know, pulls out Elijah there. But you know how many times President uh, Nelson says that uh, there's no greater work than uh, uh, the gathering of Israel. And yet Moses, with his keys of, of restoring um, the, the tribes of Israel, it isn't mentioned by name. You know, and I'm not saying that there's any hidden meaning here or anything, but I, I just kind of found it interesting that Moses and Elias are, are two key players that, that aren't mentioned here. But yet um, John, Peter, James, and John and Elijah are, are focused upon because this is the restoration proclamation going out to the whole world. And the, the gathering seems to be a, a huge forefront. And anyway, just what are your guys' thoughts? What are your opinions on that? But isn't Elijah who the Jews set a, a seat for at the table, uh -huh. right? And so he's, he's saying, hey, Elijah has come already. I think that's directed to the Jews because uh -huh. they're looking for him, Right. Peter, James, and John, you know, that's, they're important. They were the first presidency that Christ left in, you know, for the church. And they had the priesthood and the authority. They, they had a job they had to do. But yeah, there are others who have all these other things to do. But Elijah, you know, Elijah was um, prophesied to come and the Jews are watching for him. And he's basically saying, look, he's already come. <laughs> yep. And he's brought back those keys. Come and come yep. and experiment them. Yep. Yeah, I will vote. Yeah, I found that very interesting as I was going through. 
yeah it's, it's just a short one but like interesting how how much of this one relates back to to last week of the um the enzyme article the future of the church right um that they're they're kind of companion pieces they come out in the same month and um one has <laughs> tons of footnotes and then this one is kind of the footnote I, I somebody said that last week it might have been in this group but like <laughs> this is the one that we're always going to be coming back to and and uh, referencing in our, our future footnotes but Mm -hmm. uh, it's just so fun to to kind of study these together april 2020 was was a huge time and i don't know i the the first thing that like woke me up was was masa's video and that was late april or whatever so i mean i, I was just taking things in stride i, I you know i was uh excited about uh, president nelson back in 2018 getting put in and oh man things are going fast um but i you know, looking back, I still wasn't fully awake to, to things at, at this time. I was just taking it in stride and going, I can feel it's important, but I don't know why. <laughs> and now looking back, <laughs> there's there's tons of eye-opening uh, things here that are just so fun to, to look at and study. Isn't it so incredible how fast, once you, once you wake up and say, okay, I'm ready to learn more, how mm -hmm. it truly is like drinking from a fire hose your yeah. lord dumps it all on you as fast as you can take it yeah exactly so true. yeah we talked about it last week right you know my my latest fire hose with doctrine and covenants eight you know like i there was like a little bit of a lull right before it where i was like okay heavenly father i think i'm ready for more what's my next thing you know what lack i yet going through that whole uh submission process kind of thing and then it's like, okay, or like you want a fire hose? Cause I'll give it to you if you're ready for it. And it's just like, <laughs> like every, uh, each of us in our own personal journeys and personal studies. Um, and then, you know, the church as a whole with, with all of these uh, type of things, it's just so fun. <laughs> There's always something to learn and uh, mysteries to unfold and uh, power to be, to be accessed from, from heaven. I, I really liked in President Nelson's thing tonight, um, taking charge of our own testimony, where we have to, we have to, right? I mean, uh, there's many different times when I was growing up where the, you know, you can lean on my testimony if you need to kind of a thing. And I think, especially like my, my class, my, you know, that, that year or so, I mean, I think a lot of us just leaned on that and said, Oh, we can lean on that for the rest of our lives and then you know in the next life we'll you know get our own testimonies or something i don't know but it, it's so important that we take charge of our our own testimonies and cultivate them what do they say like feed it don't pollute it uh nourish it and, and all of those things um it, it very much like laborers in the vineyard right some of those trees are our own you know, we're, we're gathering Israel and we're uh, dunging and pruning and, and, and all of that, but um, some of it is, is work on our, our own selves and our own personal study times with, with the Lord, that, that communion that we have. I think a lot more of it is working on ourselves than we want to think. I mean, it's <laughs> easy to think, oh, well, I have to go out and find somebody else, some poor schmuck who doesn't know anything and I need to teach them. Well, you need to realize that you're the poor schmuck who doesn't know anything and you need to learn yourself. You know? 
<laughs> exactly. Like how many times has the Lord been like, you're still in Babylon? And I'm like, oh no, I, I've left Babylon. And it's like, no, cut this branch off, cut this branch off. <laughs> you still got a lot of work to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it reminds me of that song um, or the, the scripture, you know, that said how great will be your joy if you bring one soul unto me. And I don't know if I heard this somewhere or it, I just thought of, you know, was thinking about it when I was reading that, but, um, you know, really that one soul is ourselves. And yeah. then anyone else that we can bring with us would be more than that. But that one soul that we need to bring is us. And so that just was kind of an eye opener to me. Yeah, I love that. Anything more is gravy. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> we'll add to our joy. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, in, in verse 40, right, he talks about, you know, the restitution of all things. Um, but at the end, um, he reaffirms, right, that Christ's New Testament church was lost from the earth that there are a lot of other churches who don't want to believe that yeah. they don't want to you know they don't want to think oh yeah we're lost we're not lost we're a biblical church right and that at, at some point in time that's going to become a sticking point i think with um with others and uh, the the neat thing about these proclamations is that they just kind of throw down the gauntlet and say, here it is. This is yeah. it. You know, <laughs> take exception with it all you want, but boom. Yeah, exactly. I, I found that very interesting with the Washington, D.C. temple that Bednar and Redland, or not Bednar, why did I say Bednar? Um, Stevenson and, and Redland did, right? Um, kind of the, the walkthrough of the temple. D.C.? DC was Bednar. No. Yeah, but they did a another like the actual, Yeah, like the actual like walkthrough video that's on the, the church website right now. Yeah. And with their wives. Yeah, Bed Bednar was there with his wife because they did a thing in the ceiling room. That's it. I mean, he did like the, the Rome one. Mm -hmm. No, no. He he did it in, in DC. Cause that's the temple we got married in. So I, I uh, watched that that first day it came out. Mm -hmm. But yeah, but anyway, go ahead. Interesting going point. through there and like how boldly they were declaring, like we are the apostles, you know, like uh, there were 12 ancient ones and, and here we are. And, you know, kind of Washington DC being kind of the political capital of, of the United States and everything. It was just, so interesting for them to be taking lots of dignitaries and, and people through the, the open house and, and testifying boldly that, you know, this is it. The, the, like you said, their New Testament church was lost and uh, here we are. It has been restored. Uh, <laughs> you said Stevenson and Renland, right? Uh huh. Yeah. That's, That's the one I just watched today. Stevenson and Renland. I was sure that there was one with Bednar. Because uh, like Gong and Bednar and some other apostle was like doing tours and stuff. They might have done another video that I, I wasn't mm. aware of. But Maybe I mean, that's, that's the one I watched this morning anyway. Mm. 
but yeah, it's interesting on some of those temples, like which ones are are frequented by lots of apostles versus, you know, like Stevenson went to Rio de Janeiro uh, kind of by himself, right? But, you know, some of these high profile ones, man, we're <laughs> sending all the apostles out trying to uh, do lots of missionary work. I think Bednard did the um, interview with CNN, didn't he? Was that with the DC Temple? No, it was. It wasn't the Today Show. I think it was yeah. the Today Show. It was yeah. on that Sunday. It was on Easter morning, and there was an article that said this is the first time that the church has ever let a film crew, other than their own film crew, into a temple. Yeah, wow. so, I didn't know that. On, on April twentieth, twenty twenty-two. There was one um, that they released called Be Still, and it was Elder um, Bednar and Elder Gong and their wives. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'll watch that one. Yeah, because yeah. there was so one, that, the one, and they they said how important it was that it was put out on Easter mm -hmm. that, that, to give that message and, and that, so... Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I'm feeding horses. <laughs> yeah, and and then there was a you know, and and then of course the the news one. I watched the news one, the news report. I thought it was I thought it was the Today Show, but oh no, it was CBS um, Sunday morning because it was Easter. It was CBS Sunday morning, mm -hmm. and wow. so you know, and and the stuff that I read about that is they they had hours and hours that they went through and talked and filmed and and did everything. Mm -hmm. um, I missed the mural in DC. Yeah. <laughs> you know, as we walked across the, the walkway, there was that mural of Christ that had the, the righteous people and the not so righteous people and people did not want to go on the side with the knights not the righteous. <laughs> the carpet was wore out over here, not over here. It, it was. And so I think that was part of the problem is because they really wanted people to go down that hallway and nobody wanted to go there. Um, so, <laughs> so funny. Um, I, I, I think that's that. one of the one. So anyway. Yeah, it's so interesting. I, I loved the, <coughs> we've had some pictures of assembly rooms and stuff, but man, the, the renovated assembly room in, in the uh, Washington DC is like whoa that that's a that's an amazing kind of breathtaking room um it was it so, was in a, it was a great uh in a great temple that was my temple growing up yeah me that too temple we were married <laughs> I wasn't married in that one but it was mine I grew up in New Jersey so that was oh, that yeah. was our temple. It it was dedicated while I was in junior high or high school, right around there somewhere. Yeah, you were in high school in the seventies. I graduated seventy nine. I'm old. I'm sixty. I'm old. <laughs> okay, you got me beat by a few years. Well, I I was seven when it was dedicated in seventy four, and so I wasn't able to go to the dedication. But I was like, I want to get married here someday. And and we lived in Maryland. Um, my dad worked in DC. So that was a, a um, that was a cool thing. Yeah. So yeah. I, I've always wanted to go there and stuff because like just, just the exterior, you know, and all the trees and the, what do you call it? Like the freeway belt, I don't know, whatever it's Beltway. called. Beltway. Beltway. Yeah. yeah. Uh, coming around. I've always wanted to kind of experience that because some of these like drone footages, you know, are, are so fun because it's just, 
nestled at like almost surrounded by uh, a thick forest and it just stands out so much I, I wanted to experience that but when it was first when it was first built there were so many accidents on the beltway <laughs> because when you come around the curve the angel moroni is right there in the middle of the road because of the way the hill is and the way it is it's right in the middle of the road and they had so many accidents until people started to realize what that was yeah and at night i remember that was, that was the same thing with the san diego temple that yeah. come around to it it looks like it's shining from up above and oh yeah and and the light because of the marble they would light it up and it would just glow and look like it was just floating in the trees um you know <laughs> it's so fun <laughs> love a good temple surprise <laughs> oh dear so um of you know i got married there but honestly i can tell you there's a whole lot that i don't remember because um you know wedding day. yeah <laughs> it's kind of a rush there's a lot i don't remember but it was uh it was great and and we lived in ohio and it was still our temple ohio wow yeah. i lived in kentucky pretty he was, scott lived in kentucky and we were in ohio for college and dc was still our temple Holy cow, isn't that such a blessing? Like the whole Eastern states have, have really had mm -hmm. such an influx to, to help that out because man, Ohio to Washington, DC, that's yeah. Oh, and they, they built Atlanta and then Scott, um, just I guess it was dedicated just before he went on his mission. So then he went to Atlanta before his mission. Um, but Ohio was still in the, in the DC temple district. And only a few years ago, you know, when they built Philadelphia, did the area where I grew up actually leave the DC Temple District. Mm -hmm. hmm. You know, but my brother, my brother did a whole lot of electrical work in the DC Temple. Yeah. Yeah. He rewired all of their elevators and all of their main stuff. And he had been offered the job as um, I think the head engineer. And he turned it down because he didn't think he had the health to be able to do it. And um, that was in April of 14 and he died in August. Yeah. So, you know, his health really wasn't that great, but, you know, we all kind of joked and said, well, you know, the Lord wanted you to be an engineer for him. So he did it one way or another. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. I have a story about that too, kind of not that same thing, but you know, when we moved here to, Rangely, my husband had lost his job in Utah. And so we, we probably, it was like eight or nine months before he finally found a job and he was offered three right at the same time. And, you know, obviously we chose to come here, but one of them was to be head of security for the Washington DC temple. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, yeah. And we turned that down just because it, we would have had to move, you know, so far away from our kids and all of our kids are in Utah and our grandkids and mm -hmm. everything. So we, we often think about that and what that would have been like, but not that we, you know, I still think we made the right choice, but uh -huh. it, it would have been kind of exciting to do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting post, head of security for Washington DC temple. That, that would be a, that'd be a fun one. Lots of fun stories. Yeah. There. Yeah. It was, it was interesting. 
interesting how my brother got involved with the DC temple. And it's so interesting the way the Lord works. So back when they were starting to put Wi-Fi in all of the meeting houses, um, he was doing that in our stake. He was an electrical contractor and licensed in three states. And, and he was going around to all of the meeting houses on the Eastern shore of Maryland and installing the routers and setting them all up and doing all that stuff, making sure everything was wired in right. And he had ordered some things and wanted to have them use the, he used the church's tax exempt ID number. Well, whatever supplier um, he was using wouldn't ship it to an address that wasn't on the tax exempt license and didn't tell him that. They just looked up the ID number and shipped it to the address for that license and that was at the DC temple. And so he got a phone call one day and said, hey, this is so-and-so from the Washington DC temple. Um, we have these items, this supplier has shipped, are they supposed to come to you? And who are you? And what the, and he's like, I was wondering where those went. <laughs> and, and so he had to drive the three hours one way to get there because he had to go across the Bay Bridge and everything to get to the temple. And he, he actually said, you know, I'm going to be in town on Monday for something else. You know, is any gonna, anybody going to be there? And they're like, yeah, you know, we're here on Mondays. Just, you know, come on, come to this place and, and come on in and we can get you the stuff. And when he got there, they asked him, you know, they said, do you have a temple recommend? And he said, yeah. And they said, and you're an electrician? And he said, well, yeah, I was on the state electrical board. You know, yada, yada, he rattles off some of his stuff. And they said, you are an answer to our prayers. <laughs> we have... We have massive electrical work that needs to be done. And we have no temple worthy electricians around here who could do it. Wow. And so the Lord sent, you know, sent my brother's stuff <laughs> there. And so then for a couple of years, um, he was going up there and and, and doing work a couple of days a week. And, and he hired people who would work for him that had temple recommends and they could go in and they would go in and work. Um, but that day he drove up with his wife and he said, I'm just gonna run in and get the stuff. Do you wanna come with me? She goes, no, I'll just sit here in the parking lot. And, and he was gone a long time. And she said her phone rang and she picked up the phone and it was him. And she goes, well, where are you? He says, look up. And he was on the roof of the DC temple and he was waving at her. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> so, you know, it, it just, the Lord will put us where he needs us to be if he really wants us to be there. Yeah. You That's know, it. and, um, you know, it was, a, it was a, a, a cool experience for him. So, um, yeah. Anyway, uh, see how we got off track, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. Yeah, those fun little stories there. Yeah, I can't even remember where we got to DC Temple. I don't know, I don't I, know where you're talking about. Well, temple witnesses, I don't know. Priesthood, yeah. um, apostles. <laughs> <laughs> Praise yeah. Jesus from the earth. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so just kind of figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I really like uh, verse 47. So it's, it's outside the Restoration Proclamation, but um, what President Nelson admonishes us to do with it, uh, I think is kind of uh, fun to, to look at. We didn't cover that in Group A, I forgot. But um, to be available. So it starts with study right in the, the middle of it. Study it privately and with your family members and friends. Ponder the truths and think of the impact that those truths will have on your life if you will hear them, hearken to them, and heed the commandments and the covenants that accompany them. And so I think that's a, a huge study too, um, that heed the commandments and covenants that accompany them uh, is, is crucial in our, our study of the Restoration Proclamation as we study it with our, our family and friends and, and those. Where was that that you were reading? 47. Uh, verse 47 is just right in the middle toward the end. There it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, studying it privately. Uh, you know, and kind of toward the beginning of 47 there, um, that is our bicentennial proclamation to the world regarding the restoration of the gospel of Jesus Christ in its fullness you know, that, that fullness term, that one's a, a fun one to, to study, you know, like uh, the restoration is, is ongoing and, uh, and everything and, and the fullness of the gospel, um, you know, the different prophecies, the fullness taken, all of that. But um, anyway, yeah. I, you know, that part where you read study it privately and with your family members and friends, isn't that what we're doing? So we're yeah. following the prophet right yeah. now. <laughs> I thought about that when he said that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We are following the prophet and his admonitions. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, anything else in there? I mean, you know, it's short and sweet, but there's this profound stuff. If we missed anything. Um, so what did you talk about in group A? Did they talk about anything that we missed? What did we talk about? We got distracted on, on gender issues and pronouns and stuff. Um, we had just that, that short hour and we were trying to pack a whole lot into it, but just kind of like looking at how much this is necessary for our day because of, um, I, I mean, we, we went fully back to the family proclamation and and how timely it was because of what's happening now and what's even ahead of us you know because <laughs> i don't know just things are so crazy like uh, this week i had somebody ask me to to refer to their proper pronouns of z and zem their neo pronouns and i was just like oh my gosh can it get any worse and then the spirit whispered and he's like Yes. <laughs> oh no, it's going to get worse. There, there's so much ahead of us. You know what I I've been thinking about? I've been thinking about in the scriptures where it says our their language was confounded and how our language oh. is being confounded. Interesting. We can't even understand each other. It's yeah. ridiculous, isn't it? It's all emojis <laughs> and FOMO and... <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm throwing that out because of yeah, I thought it was great. He used FOMO. And, you know, we were listening to it. My mother, she's 93, right? Um, He's, she goes, FOMO? <laughs> I, I said, too. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> and Scott goes, yeah, some people we know have real bad FOMO. Yeah, <laughs> one of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, down, but confounding the languages, I, I find that very interesting. Like, as you bring that up, I'm like, yeah, that, that's totally happening. Because yeah. we have, you know, we have our own dialect in inside the church, you know, our acronyms and everything. And uh, the church leaders have asked us to you know, be inclusive with with people so that we're not just having our our culture be a hindrance to them coming to to christ but it, just in the world in general i mean i can't understand some youth you know like you deal with it with seminary right i'm like i don't know when i was sub in seminary it was like kind of a foreign language and i was like i, I don't get half of the stuff but you know i'm just gonna laugh along with it <laughs> yeah yeah i've been trying to like when I read, focus on how it relates to our day, because I think just even in the last general, general conference, somebody said in their talk, and I can't remember who it was, that even the Old Testament is a type of what, you know, of our day. And so when I read, I I just try and think about, okay, how does this relate to our day? And so when, when I read about the confounding the language, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't understand anything anybody says. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, we're all yeah. speaking English, but it's not the same English. Yeah. <laughs> Very interesting. As I was going through um, Lance Richardson's thing, I, I don't know. I have to go through that like at least once a month. I have to listen to, to his, we saw, they saw our day. Um, but anyway, that part where um, I think it was the Hopis when he was talking in this specific part, but um, when uh, the Masiwa was was telling them that uh, men will become think they are greater than God and uh, become women and women men or whatever, and I was like, yeah. And they interpreted that when they saw Boy George and they go, oh, we understand. And I'm like, oh, have you seen 2022? I mean, <laughs> this whole transgender thing and getting pregnant. Anyway, just everything is so wild with, with transgender this year. I mean, you know, it has been mounting for a while now, but it's just getting <laughs> crazier and crazier. And I, I don't know. I just think that that uh, they saw our day is just so kind of fun to, to listen to on a regular basis and like oh man I'm seeing that in even greater clarity uh given the the current thing that we're we're living through right now do you have the you link have to that time? yeah let me find it real quick I have it in another browser I have like a couple thousand tabs open let me find <laughs> that's usually what I do I have I have three different browser things for three different google um ids yeah, that are open and I have different things in different ones. So yeah, I think we're all alike because I have three different browsers and they all have a zillion tabs open, yeah. <laughs> and then the it? private browsers. And it's so like, so. <laughs> Isn't that on Audible though, um, Cameron? Uh huh. Yeah. So you can find it on Audible. Um, if you go on Amazon, they'll sell the the CD of it. Um, and then I just posted a link to a free version of the audio. Um, it's in a browser form, so it's not super easy to listen to when you're on the go, but um, there's that. Anyway, okay. and then I'm going through right now and, and transcribing it. So it has a written form that I can share out, but that might be a couple of weeks. Awesome. Thank you. I, 
I um I think I bought it on Audible a while ago. Mm -hmm. What is it? They saw our day. Yeah, that's where I have it. I would really one would be awesome. Love to to have just a one-time book club with with people to just discuss it. There's so many fun things in there that, that he talks about. I got a question for you, Cameron, because I posted something and I don't know that anybody saw, but I found it in some group, I don't know where, but you're into symbolism and numbers and stuff. Do you know anything about the number 17? Oh, yes, 17. Where did that come? Oh, because maybe I heard it before. The 17th one and, and stuff like that. But, um, yeah. You brought it up a couple weeks ago, something about 17. But yeah. I remember that. I wrote it down here. I can't remember. Yeah, and I, I found a little bit, but nothing that I just can't make sense out of it. So, uh huh. Is it the Bible study? I just posted a link to the Bible study.org. Yes, I have the Bible study, and then I have another one too, but it's just I'm trying to understand why there's so much that he put in his talk, mm -hmm. you know, about what yeah. 17 supposed to. I mean, there's got to be some significance to it. Yeah, so a lot of things happen in an aggregate. So when seven is uh, in addition to 10, so it kind of represents like the complete victory because seven is complete and 10 is, is normally victory. And uh -huh. so um, uh, let's see. So Jesus Christ gaining complete victory over death of the grave um, uh, is on that sunset of Nisan 17. Um, it, which is an interesting 17 parallel there. Um, and, and all of the stuff with the flood in Noah's Ark, that one uh, takes a lot of, of study to muddle through, but um, that the, the flood begins on the 17th day of the second month, and then the flood ends, or no, the, the Ark rests on the mountain on the 17th day of the seventh month. So um, it begins on like the Passover season, and it ends on the Feast of Tabernacles season. Oh, okay. Um, but but even within those, it's both on 17th, which I found very interesting being a, a parallel to, to President mm -hmm. Nelson. Yeah, so I just can't, can't put my finger on it. Yeah, exactly what uh -huh. I mean. <laughs> yeah, and I can't say that I've, I've got like a, a good grasp or handle on Have it. it yet. But yeah, I a, just wonder if anybody had yet complete victory or overcoming the enemy and so i think that a lot of the 17s that we're seeing now are prophesying of christ's overcoming the oh, enemy. okay like so it's not something for now it's something in the future seems like it to me like, like the promises of hey what we're going to be going through is going to be crazy but remember remember 17 christ mm -hmm. has complete victory in the end and we just have to keep looking at the 17 the the wickedness starts in 17 and it will end in 17 because christ is uh he's got his hand in, in the whole thing and okay. as long as we keep looking at him i kind of imagery i think uh-huh so I'm just curious, what's 17 and 17? If you add them together, it's 34. 34. Okay. Oh, that, yeah. there we go. There doesn't, we go. Doesn't that now, I got, now I got now I got the answer. Now I can uh -huh. get the answer. Yeah. 
and yeah, here's yeah because i don't know if you've listened to, well that appointed times guy i don't know if he he says 34 is when things are going to happen it started in 17 and it'll end in 34 so that makes mm. sense yeah makes perfect sense that that's when victory would happen mm -hmm. yeah so 17 so, kind of like when things start uh, with the promise that there will be a complete victory but only because right, that was the first eclipse, the first eclipse over yeah <laughs> Mm -hmm. interesting now that now it makes more now it makes more sense when you add the two 17s together and you get 34 i'm like okay i love okay, that so where during those 17 years is the tribulations <laughs> i think we're in the sorrows now and somebody said that the real ones will start in 20 24 and I don't know the notes that I have on. I don't know where I got them from. If it came from somebody that posted to Facebook, but he said we would start to see um, we'll start to see more tribulations in '24. And he thought the call out or whoever posted the information that I have said the call out would be in '27 for the righteous. I don't know because well, things will get so bad by '27. So I don't 20 know. 27 lines up with the year that Morgan Philpot was talking about. Mm -hmm. It's interesting because I'm like, I just can't even see past 2022 because I mean, things are going down. <laughs> yeah. Who's Morgan? Morgan who? Oh, Morgan Philpot. Um, oh, okay. That's right. I, yeah. Yeah. I'd forgotten that guy because I got in the middle of it and I haven't heard anything about that guy since that, that broadcast, um, that live broadcast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, he, um, there were a group of parents who sued the state of Utah over masks and schools and stuff. Uh -huh. And our friends were one of the groups of parents, one of the sets of parents, and he was uh -huh. the attorney. Oh, and, okay. Uh, he's actually got a lot of, um, he bought a bunch of land down in San Pete County and has been selling it off in seven acre parcels. And our friends have 14 acres. We went down there yesterday, which is why I am all red and broiled. <laughs> mm. So, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Um, yeah, but, I haven't heard a thing. I haven't heard a thing about him since that broadcast. Well, he, he doesn't do big things. He does little meetings in people's houses when he's asked to, uh -huh. to people that they invite. Uh -huh. um, and so... He has a um, Facebook group if you want to join it. And you can kind of he has see a what? He has a Facebook group. Oh, he does. What's it called? Is it by his name or? No. Let me find oh. it quick. TKGN or something. Yeah, let me see if it'll let me invite you. The, the those sisters of Liberty. Yeah. did one that it was called what does the number 37 teach us and it, hmm. it was kind of interesting it was deep i i gotta rewatch it because she talked so fast and everything but there was a ton of symbolism and numbers and how they work together and the patterns that they make and yeah it, and where it's links all over the world in different places was that robin uh, who did that presentation it wasn't robin it was uh, I can't remember what her name was. Yeah, I can't remember what her name was too, but she she had lots of interesting. She did. There was a lot, and it was 
It went Is it way. Lizette? No. Okay. I can't remember what her was, name was. It was one of their normal class members. She was just doing a presentation on it. Yeah. Was it Colette? That might have been her. I don't know all their names and stuff. She was a, I don't do that. She was a blonde. She used to be a teacher. Hmm. What does the number 37 teach us about creation? Jesus Christ and Joseph Smith and Joseph. Joseph, I don't know. That's a YouTube. It's on YouTube. Joseph. Uh-huh. Tammy um, Hirsch is the one that did it. Okay. When was that? How long ago? It was just recently, April. I, I don't know. I you know how long how long oh, ago it was first half? Yeah. No. Yeah, well, there's two halves. She got the first. I, I, yeah, there was two two parts to it, I think. And oh, I don't there, know. What is the number 37 teachers? Yeah, it was three weeks ago. Yeah. All right. It was interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, so for next week, I'll be emailing all of this out as well. Since we're finally getting outside of fifth Nelson and not everybody has the my compilation book kind of thing. So um anyway, so for group B, we are going to be studying Hope of Israel from 2018 along with the devotional that just happened tonight. So those two kind of back to back, um, just kind of uh, looking at them side by side there. Um, Are you going to put tonight's out as additional pages to go at the tail end of Fifth Nelson? <laughs> I might not get to that this week, but yes, that's the, the hope. Uh, it'll be inserted in, in there. Okay. Oh, well, we've got to have, we've got to have April 22 before we have this one. <laughs> Yep. You've got chapter 62, 63, 64. So this will be chapter 65. Uh-huh. Yeah. So 65 will be the worldwide devotional that we just had tonight. Tonight. Yep. Because he did three talks in conference. Yep. yep. Um, so yeah, we'll be doing that. And then the next week. Uh, we'll be diving into like the gender and then the next week will be um oh group b gets to do all the dedicatory prayers that'll be fun but yeah send us, and when you're reminding us of that send us what chapter numbers they are mm -hmm. yeah yeah i gotta remember to do that <laughs> hunting we got three more weeks with president nelson this one it's been fun to extend it and uh, get some of these other ones in here but yeah anything else before we head out for the night it's been fun did you figure out the name of that group cameron oh yeah i invited you to it it's tk GM. Oh, I thought you put a link in the. I didn't see a link in. Can you the... invite me to that? Oh, there it is. Oh, I just assumed you were probably already in it. Um, I can do that really quick. I don't think I am. Oh, Maybe. I see. You sent me an invite on Facebook. Oh, okay, that'll be easy. I gotcha. Yeah, it's pending approval from a moderator or whatever. Okay. It it, it took me like a good week or two to actually get in the group, so be patient with it. You know. Oh, okay. I, What's I think... it? Morgan. what's it called again 
T-K-G-N. Huh. I have no idea what that stands for. stands for. So is it a very active group? Um, I don't know. Probably a couple posts a week. It's not super. But anytime that he does have another live presentation or whatever, he announces it there so that you can watch it again or whatever you need oh, to do. Oh, okay. With the links and stuff. To, okay. Is this cool. the Kingdom of God or Nothing group? TKGN? Maybe. I for TKGN, it says it's a community. Um, so this one, it says it's a private group with 279 members. Okay. No, I'm not seeing that. He was interesting guy. Interesting. Had interesting thoughts. Let's yeah. Put it that way. He finally sent me his... Uh, spreadsheet or whatever if anybody wants that i can email it to you but i mean that one took me like six months to get him to send me that <laughs> he's, he's just busy a spreadsheet of what was it um so kind of i have to remember um where he's lined up all of the the ancient types of like jehu and all the you know rulers of, of israel and who they correspond to now and Oh, okay. That yeah, that would be cool. That's interesting. Yeah, I love that. I would, I'll I find would like it. That. Send it out. I forget where I saved it to, but I'll I'll find it. Yeah, if you could send that to me as well, mm. I would like it also. It's in one of them tabs. <laughs> yeah, have open. <laughs> if it's like me. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's somewhere. But yeah, yeah. forever to send it to me, and then just out of the blue one day, he's like, "Here, I sent it," and I'm like, "Wow, I." Kind of forgot all about it. He has been a little busy. He's been digging a well and a trench and making a cistern and trying to get water set up for the community down there. Mm -hmm. So wow. that's yeah. awesome. He's he's been just a touch busy. Just love that. <laughs> and I've been going through, I don't know if anybody cares, but um that one thing that we did with um Oh, what's his name? Adrian Larson or whatever. That timeline oh. um, of Third Nephi there. Uh, that's been an interesting study to, to go through as well. I'll put that in the email that I sent to you guys. Okay. Lovely. That's awesome. All right. It's been fun. We'll see you all next week for another good round. <laughs> Bye. 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 See ya.